0: Everybody back to Talking With Strangers. Uh, I am your DM, your best friend, Mark, and um, I'm here as usual. It's that time of year again. Um, I have the whole crew together and the special guest um, as we get ready for Extra Life um, this year. Um, so let me introduce um, everyone as usual. We have Anthony's here, uh, Tom, uh, Jen, Dan, Jonathan, and special guest um, from Campaign One um we have Stephanie so um we thought uh we would get ev- the band back together here to talk right before extra life because as i have been teasing um a- an announcement um coming out um after the extra life session um we're going to be uh ending the uh podcast um not the game so you might see special things pop up every so often but uh recording each session and putting them out as episodes um it's coming to an end one final recorded session um during extra life so i thought i'd take um the opening part of this um episode to just uh, reflect on we did this for about four or five years or so um, you know just uh, me asking you at an extra life um or, or randomly in general and we announced it in an extra life um to start this um and guys i don't know who wants to take it first but um You know, what what has um, your expectations from episode one till now or your final episode um, uh, for Steph, um, you know, doing this podcast?
1: I'm not going to go first. I'll go first. (laughs) Uh, So my expectations, I had none really going into it, honestly. I I didn't know what to expect coming into D&D cuz I'm pretty sure all of us were D&D noobs. I think I think we didn't get anybody with any any actual D&D knowledge until the end of the first campaign which was Jonathan. So we were all kind of learning as we were going and I uh, you know, it 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 really grew on on me and I think all of us when uh once we started started getting into it and starting to see how creative we could all be while we were playing and and how creative mark could be when uh he was coming up with these scenarios for us so uh it was it was really a an outlet at the time for all of us to be creative and also for my brain to get you know a a little more into the technical side of stuff which i appreciated and it uh it, I'm I'm happy at how far it's come.
2: Yeah, I think I would agree with that. I I genuinely had no expectations going in. I know we've said this on previous uh, talking with strangers, but I feel like D and D was always the line that I'd never thought I'd cross, kind of thing. And then Mark, when you you know asked us if we'd be interested in playing, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll look into it. And then I, as you all know, fell way down deep in the rabbit hole of D and D and fell in love with it very quickly. And knew this was something that um, I was going to love and that I wish I had found sooner. Um, but yeah, I had no idea that we'd be in a super long campaign one and, and then, you know, pretty far into our campaign two at this point, it's pretty cool to look back on it.
3: I'll go next. My expectation was that um, recording a podcast would not be any different than normally playing D&D. And that was mostly correct, except that it was pretty nice being able to listen to the um, session again before we next played, because then I remembered more things.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Now I got to remember to take notes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Became school all over again. Uh, Yeah, I, I guess I'll go next. I didn't really have any expectations. I created a character named Pizza Tacos because uh I didn't I didn't know how long this was gonna last. So uh yeah. It was I didn't expect it to be so much fun. But that's about it. Now I'm in another campaign, so obviously I can't get enough.
2: <laughs>
5: um I had I wanted to just have fun, really. And i I never thought about you know, I always thought D and d was basically fighting, and that was it. I didn't realize there was role playing involved. I, I knew very little about D and d, but yeah I thought it was just uh, literally you just go from dungeon to dungeon as you know, almost just like an art, a regular RPG video game just go from level to level fighting monsters doing whatever uh but yeah it it was a lot of fun and then you know i got to play an idiot and that was great because that took a lot of pressure off me like i could just do whatever it's great i don't have to really remember things and everyone else will just kind of pick up the slack and it was perfect i loved it um yeah I, I, i i always look forward to playing it and i'm sad that we don't we we won't be recording, but it really doesn't matter, I guess, right? We'll be um, we'll still be having fun. Yeah, and I'm glad that Steph is
0: going last because I want to add one thing to it, um, for her. Um, on top of just your expectations and all coming in, uh, what what was the what at, at what point or how long did before you got comfortable doing it? Um, because <laughs> I, I know it took us like three or four sessions. But you just, you jumped in the middle of us being, like, on top of our game at that, you know.
6: Yeah. Um, Which is why I, I mean, I would have been nervous going into it regardless. But you guys were really hitting your stride, like, right as I joined. Which made me more nervous. Because I had been listening to all of the previous episodes from when it first started. Um, But... One of Latari's best lines was born out of my first session. So I think that you guys made me feel really comfortable Um, because you could probably tell I was super nervous because I had never played a character of any sort before, but I, it was a really fun experience and I loved being able to build this character with like this elaborate backstory and like, just become someone else for a little bit. It was a very fun experience.
0: Yeah, yeah and from, from my perspective here, I, I think it was about, um, I, I think the time I first got like comfortable doing it, which you, know, you have to put up the facade being the DM, um, you know, and always seem like you're in control, um, was probably our first live session, like in person. Um, because I didn't have to do as much. Um, when you're playing it online, you're controlling the roll twenty maps, you're making sure they're going good, and you know the the stuff like that, the little extra computer stuff. Which, thank God, we did do that in the beginning because the pandemic, um, you know, sessions wouldn't have been as good if we didn't know how to already do it online. Um, but I think once I got in person, we were able to do the natural uh, riffing. Um, it became what I thought. Um, you know, uh, it would be, you know, um, and the nervousness went away a little bit. Of uh, mainly when you guys first laugh at, at a couple of my references early, I was like, okay, now I, I don't have to try to impress so much, you know, and try and be funny. Just these normal little, um, you know, jokes uh, will 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 get through, and I think that helped me. Um, have the bigger references going forward in both campaigns um, to just have the confidence to do that stuff. Um, And as I always said, uh, being a DM through this whole thing all the way through the end, um, uh, just watching you guys grow was probably my proudest moment, Um, was being able to start throwing things at you um, and just seeing how you would react instead of trying to, you know... uh, you know, make it a little more training wheel stuff, you know, just all of a sudden out of nowhere throwing a uh, an evil twin at at Tom um, and just seeing how his character <laughs> being so lawful good would react to that um, and just stuff like that. And just having those weird moments of a love story that I made up out of nowhere, but for pizza tacos and his girlfriend and just, you know, going through that whole arc. Um, which was just something that was sort of an offhand thing in his, um, you know, backstory. And then, you know, going through the whole uh, possessed town that was, uh, you know, Zakara's hometown. Um, Spoilers for what was going (laughs) on there. Um, But yeah, and and I love the best uh, part in terms of, of Jonathan and Steph was bringing them in and being able to integrate them from my perspective, like getting their characters um, into it and then giving them each a time to shine. Jonathan's shown a little more than I wanted him to. In his first big boss battle. But
3: um, we'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that go. You're um, just never going to get over that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I set up that, you, a big boss battle and you killed her in the first turn.
1: I, I, I think they've probably been setting up that battle for months.
2: <laughs> probably. And so,
1: between that, you and you and Aunt that you guys knocked her out in one turn.
0: <laughs> that was that was the most fun part, was uh, as much as I joke and bring it up and stuff, but that might have been my proudest singular moment that I set up this scenario, and you guys just went, no, we know what to do here. Big bang, boom. Got the thing, killed <laughs> her, and got out. And I'm like, all right, well, there's two pages of notes um, gone. <laughs> um, and yeah, that was just my expectations, um, was just to... You know, I want to do a good job, um, and then once I saw you guys get all really into it, um, I felt like I was doing that, and then it just became a fun time to hang out. Um, I think it's one of the reasons why I'm ending the podcast, um, because that, yeah, um, is because the editing part of it uh, became the least, the part I least liked to do, um, and it was dragging me from doing the writing for the actual campaign. Um, you know, because, it, you know, doing all, you know, that stuff. Um, so uh, I got reinvigorated once I made this decision and then I just wrote like seven notes for, seven pages of notes for Extra Life um, of, of things that could possibly happen. Um, I don't know if the two are connected, but that did happen. Um, but yeah, I think, I think we're going to have, um, you know, still have a good time with it. it. It is sad. We did build a little bit of an audience here. Um, but it's always something that, you know, it's, it's better to, to go out before everybody starts hating each other, um, in, 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 on the podcast, you know, we don't have to be as structured, um, with time anymore or anything like that. Um, so yeah, yeah, that, that's sort of my thoughts on that opening question. And, um, yeah, just a one, uh, audience question. Um, it, uh, comes from a fan, uh, by the name I believe it B- pounds B- that. Maten, um, who uh, uh, shared a question um, and I want to ask this before Steph left because um, this would be uh, perfect for her as well. <laughs> um, he just asked, um, how did you guys uh, come up with the characters? You know, were you inspired or was it just something that came on a whim, you know, and just talk about the, for either season, or you can do both for the you know the the ones that were th- that are in both. Um, just the general character creation and doing that. Um, I know they are you know starting D and D for the first time, so probably just looking uh, to see how you guys did it being first time players.
2: I can go I first. think that's a great question. Yeah. yeah, it is a really good question. Um, so for campaign one, um, in case either people don't remember or, or haven't listened maybe to campaign one yet. I was a, um, I was a female elf druid, high elf druid, uh, named Zakara. So her design for me came from, um, Arwen from Lord of the Rings. I was visually inspired by Arwen. Um, but most of her, most of her, um, backstory and all of that just came from my nerdy head and doing a lot of, uh, Digging around the internet at Elvish and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then for Surreal, I actually didn't really have inspiration from any outside sources. Other than um, just looking up some really badass female pirate designs on the internet. And just kind of coming up with a personality that I thought would be cool to fit. Uh, what I eventually, you know, thought up for for Surreal. But um, I, guess, I guess, yeah, for me, it, it's kind of taking together a little bit, piecing together a little bit of inspiration from research, but mainly um, coming up with my own ideas. So mostly on a whim for me. I don't know about for you guys.
3: I can uh, go next.
5: Oh, yeah, go ahead, John.
3: All right. Um, I have been wanting somebody to ask this question on a Talking for Strangers <laughs> for a while now. So Finally. Um, my... Gener- the first character I made, it was my first time meeting y'all and so um i had several ideas and i just since i didn't know all of you i didn't know what kind of characters you already had and what kind of like flavor you were going with for the campaign and so i had a few ideas that i had come up with over the years of playing role-playing games um but the i think the key to making a character is coming up with somebody that you can strongly relate to. So like for my first character, the thing that I could relate to is that, um, uh, what Fred is very much a professional. And so like, I just think about the way that I act at work. And so like, it's very easy to relate to that character. And so I know how they're gonna react to situations. So I don't need to stop and think oh, how is um, Fred going to react to that thing that somebody just said to him? I just know it. It it comes off the top of the head. And then um, uh, with Rex, Rex likes to blow things up and smash things. And that is a way that I like to play role-playing games. And so, again, same thing, that it's very easy to get into that headspace and um, uh, know how that character would act in any given situation. Also, I like Warforged a lot. I just really like robots, and I don't really have an under uh, an explanation for why. But I really like being a skeleton or a robot. I don't know what that says about me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Dan, I, I... I think you were gonna. Yeah,
2: Dan, oh, if you some... want
5: to, sure. you want to go. So, for the my first character, oh, Craig. That came from a video game that I used to play, Battle for Middle Earth Two. Um, it was a strategy game, and you could make your own hero. So each there was different uh, factions, and you could make your uh, each faction you can make a hero for. So when I would play as the orcs, we me and my friend made a orc sorcerer named O'Craig, so that was the very first thing that popped into my head because i initially wanted to just be a like a straight up orc and then mark explained that they're they're evil so you really couldn't do that so like right off the bat mark was just you know implying restrictions and really limiting (laughs) my creativity (laughs) not not the fact
1: that you weren't following the rules at all
5: well, I, I thought in a, um, you know this immersive dreamscape or a, a, you know a magisphere, wow. uh, we could just kind of do as we wow, please. Nickel words coming out. Then. Magisphere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I thought we could just kind of have free reign because I, I didn't want to be tethered to uh, to to the rules, man. Yeah. Um, no, but it was fine. I, I went with the half orc, and I loved playing that character so much. He he was a lot of fun, but he was terrible at rolling, and made it super difficult to do anything cool. Really, um, then, I, I I think I made I kind of regret doing a multi class for that character. I should have just kept it straight like sorcerer, because uh, then it got complicated. And I'm like yeah, I I I know better now. Then, Anthony ran a one shot for Halloween. And I created the barbarian Tortle Bort, uh, (laughs) and that's a Simpsons reference. uh, Bort license plates from Itchy and Scratchy Land, and he was again he was a big dumb idiot. So there's a pattern going, (laughs) and he was he was so much simpler because as a barbarian you just need to like all right I'm just gonna hack things and it's perfect. for this new character um Barragond, I wanted a guy who, who really didn't have <laughs> here's a guy <laughs> you Chris really wanted a
4: you really wanted a guy that just plays around in shit
5: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes that's like what would it be like uh, no i I just I wanted to play a character who really didn't have this big elaborate backstory because like you, you know not everyone is uh this great adventurer or like uh this this tragic backstory um yeah i just wanted to play a guy who you know sort of a regular dude and tie it into the group a little bit and uh, I, I enjoy playing him He's he's difficult to play too as an artificer so much shit to keep track of. It's a playing a smart character is just exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> so swing, tough. Swing X. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the best. I rage, and then I hack. Like <laughs> I can't... said,
3: it's important to play a character that you can relate to.
5: That's true. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. So, you know, I'm 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 stepping outside of the box in the second campaign.
1: Yeah. I so. For my characters, I always play a lawful a lawful good type character generally in any any chance I get in a game. So that's what I decided to go with for the first campaign being a uh, a paladin. Generally I pick Paladin like when I'm playing Diablo or or any, any, anything like that. I, I generally steer towards Paladin because it's dual purpose. Uh you can tank, and you can you can also heal, which is always. I feel like it's always it, it's good to have a healer, even though in this campaign right now we don't have one. Uh so it it felt like before uh, we had Latari come in with Steph, uh, it, we didn't really have a set healer, so I was kind of the de facto healer. So, it it was definitely useful. I also picked Dragonborn because. Uh, I just thought that being a dragon was awesome and the fact that i didn't real i didn't realize that dragonborn was like its own thing in I d I didn't realize there was dragon people I thought that was pretty <laughs> cool and it was different and for campaign 2 I kind of wanted to go the other direction and be a little less I... C- complicated i guess it, I guess would be the word. Uh, being a uh, being a monk, and being a half giant, ice half giant was just kind of. We we were just kind of throwing things around, and that that one stuck. I wanted to go with a monk because, uh, in Final Fantasy, I, I I tend to like the monk characters. They they they're they're very interesting in that they don't need weapons, and you can still be quick and be a large character at the same time, so I just I enjoyed the uh, the juxtaposition.
4: I guess it's me now, and uh, <laughs> I guess I don't really know where to come from, because Jonathan says to relate to your characters, and I've <laughs> back-to-back have created assholes. Ah. Um, <laughs> so uh, Pizza Tacos was an asshole, and he started <laughs> off as a Drug addicted asshole, but then, I think I think one of the things is that I always start off with some kind of characterization, and then it's just something doesn't work about it, and then I, kind of pretend it didn't happen. So with Pizza Tacos it was the fact that he was a drug addict,
1: and, uh, and and he played guitar throughout the whole first episode. Yeah, um. <laughs> it was a lute, Tom. Yeah, it was, it was a lute. But there's no
4: in, there's in no guitars. There guitar. there's, there's no guitars in this world. Um, <laughs> They were loots, and with uh, what the fuck's this guy's name? I don't even remember what my character's name is.
0: <laughs> Barris.
4: <laughs> it's been months. <laughs> um, Barris Dolmonte, He's also an asshole, but he has a southern accent. Um, so he's a I gentleman think, asshole. Yeah.
2: yeah, I think
4: <laughs> the thing that we that um, we started off with and decided really quick, it's like, all right, I don't know if I could do this forever, is that he was an uh, unrepentant asshole, I guess. Um, At least you know. Yeah. Um, And that it probably wasn't going to fly and justify these people still hanging out with him. So, um, I think the one thing about my characters is that I create characters that I know Sam Rockwell could play. (laughs) <laughs> There's.
5: Uh, that's really good.
4: That's basically it. Um,
5: yeah.
6: So, for me, when I was creating Latari, I was fascinated by the concept of, like, what Genasi were. And I love nature, so I was like, I'm going to make her an Earth Genasi. Um, and I really liked that they can live and travel between different planes of existence i was like oh that could be something really fun to play with throughout the um campaign and everything but similar to what jonathan mentioned that you want to build a character especially for me being very new to this i wanted to build a character that embodied part of like who i am like some of those characteristics, but then also like throw in some things that, like, I wish I embodied. Like, for the fact that she's super tall, I'm very short, <laughs> and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that she is like always very, very sure of herself and like knows what she's talking about. I would, I wish I did. I don't, but it was really fun to like it kind of helped me like grow within like my own confidence in a way because it was like parts of me in this character. So as I continued to play as Latari, as I got more comfortable, it just like helped me to be more like comfortable with myself too. That makes sense. Yeah.
0: And, you know, uh, I think that that's that's a great point there at at the end. I think the um the the part of acting out the character, you start to uh become more comfortable. I know playing all the NPCs I play as they went along, you know, I got a little more comfortable and a little more um able to just make decisions in that character instead of worrying about um, you know, uh, will this sound stupid or um, will this come off as corny or something like that um, I think that's a great thing about d and d as you guys all described how you um, figured out your characters and learned them and is just you sort of get if you take it seriously enough you 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 get into um, the characters themselves and start uh, doing enough to think like them and like as Jonathan said you start to know how they'll react to certain situations. And I think that's what a lot of you um, uh, have done um, for the most part, especially in campaign two, um, which has been a lot of fun to write on my end. Um, And yeah, I think uh, just from my perspective for Mayton, um, just, you know, pick some, don't pick something that, um, you know, you think would be like min max or, you know, do any of that stuff for your first time out. Um, Just try and do something you'll have fun with and can, as Jonathan said, relate to and just be comfortable doing, because there's going to be a whole lot of numbers being thrown at you and things to do in battle and rules and stuff like that, that the last thing you want to think about is the is the character you're playing in terms of personality and, you know, decision making in in the battlefield. Um, So, yeah, that's probably the number one rule, um, I would say there. And, um, yeah, yeah, and, and for any future DMs out there, just, you know, the best thing about this is just, you know, uh, be confident, throw stuff at the wall. Some will, st- A lot of it will stick, some won't, and you just sort of ease your way out of that and sort of, like, um, ignore those, those moments and just go with the, the strong stuff, the jokes or the setups or the, um, references, um, I had a few of them in, in season one that, that didn't hit as well as I thought and we just sort of stopped doing it all together. Um, had, like themes of references and stuff like that and I just started going with really good references um, rather than trying to put, keep myself in a in a, in a box. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I think, I think our creation is probably uh, the most fun. Uh, fortunately, I get to do it probably three to four dozen times um, throughout a campaign. Um, Not to the depth that that you do on your characters, obviously, but um, I get to think of new, you know, looks and designs. And I came up with a great design um, for a future NPC that I immediately sent the description to Jen. And I was like, Jen, you have to draw this. I need you to draw this (laughs) because I need to see her visually.
3: Um, So,
0: Yeah. Yeah, first time D just be comfortable with it. Um, can I so, add,
3: yeah, go ahead. can I add one thing to that? Yeah. Um, so the main way that I've seen people run into problems is when somebody who is not talkative tries to play a character that's supposed to do all of the talking, or vice versa, somebody who's very talkative tries to play a character who's supposed to be dumb, not good at coming up with plans, not charismatic. So they're not supposed to talk to people, and when you that's a lot of what I mean when I say somebody that you can relate to. So for example, Barris and Pizza Tacos are both like the face of the party. And so I think that's a (laughs) nicer way to phrase the connection between those two characters (laughs) and why (laughs) Ant likes playing them. Both of those characters are people who are like the way Ant plays and the way those characters are built, they're going to be the ones talking. And so that is a that is good it is nice that those two things line up If ant was trying to play a character who was never supposed to say things or never supposed to lie then we would just it it would be it would not go well because he's going to do those things (laughs) probably (laughs) yeah
0: yeah know thyself as, as they say um yeah. So um, at this point, we're about uh, half hour in, I mean, we're probably going to switch over to some campaign two talk and uh, final stuff. I don't know if uh, if Jen and Jen uh, and uh, Jonathan and all you guys are all good. And Tom, I know Steph, you might want to head out. Correct.
6: Yeah. Um. I'll head out in just a sec. I just want to thank you guys again for. Like welcoming me into the Stranger Damies fam and making me feel very like, comfortable um, joining this new venture. Um, and also, I will never forget the accidental perfect spit take that is now living on YouTube with me forever. <laughs> 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 was an uh, epic accident.
0: <laughs> yeah, party yeah, had three great moments um, that are probably in the top ten of that it's that spit take the therapy session with um was it with you Aunt or dan <laughs> it was then, me yeah the, the therapy session and then the uh pizza toppings comment yeah. <laughs> to him which is what she was referring to as the thing in the first her first episode um so
6: my finest yeah. moments <laughs>
0: <laughs> it just goes to show you that you can um for any first timers out there you know just you know as long as you you know just go in there and just, like I said, throw something at the wall. Do something. Feel you know, know what you can do, and um, you'll be surprised. And um, at the fun you'll have. Um, so, and Steph, thank you um, for joining us. It was a lot of fun uh, having you on. Um, it was uh, my first uh, experience at trying to integrate something into the story, and it actually made Jonathan's transition a lot easier um, when. Um, I had to bring him in. Um, so thank you for being the first guinea pig of, of, of a certain <laughs> thing of that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we'll let you go. And, um, and you know, and you'll be gone just like Latari is. Um, I
6: know.
0: So, <laughs> All right. You know. Thanks, guys. <laughs> okay. Bye, Steph. Right. Bye. See you, Steph. Bye. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, so. Campaign 2, guys, um, we're still going to be playing it, so not going to do a whole lot of spoiler talk stuff, um, you know, and, and we got through the reminiscing. Um, I just want to um, uh, see how you guys, I know Ant already said it's been a couple months, and even forgot his character's name. Um, <laughs> what <laughs> What is your headspace going into this The Extra Life session, probably our... Um uh, most uh, longest and fun session of the year usually.
4: Well my headspace isn't good if I can't <laughs> even remember my character's name. Um that's for sure. Um I guess we're gonna see how those Duke Boys get out of this one. That's all I'm thinking about.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think we're in quite the situation that you set up for us, Mark, and yep. Dan and I were able to observe you from a distance where we weren't able to get spoilers, but we could see the wheels turning, <laughs> and uh, maybe some devil horns emerging. I'm not quite sure what's going on in your mind, but I think we're in for it <laughs> for four to six hours. So I think it's going to be a fun time.
1: I hope you're all ready to see a party die <laughs> on,
5: on a live stream. We're all gonna. We can't die. Here we go. It's impossible. <laughs> it's literally impossible for any. We almost. One of we us almost die. died in the first episode. He's not gonna
2: no. kill us. We almost got murdered by a rat king, didn't we?
4: No. Oh. The closest any of us got to dying was Dan shooting me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
5: well, uh, I I also had to stand next to Jen's character and just constantly revive. Yeah, her. <laughs> I think
2: I went down a few times. Tom, I think you might have went down once. Yeah. Or close.
0: Yeah, that ship battle was nuts. Yeah, and it was, it was when I when it was when I learned to turn it down a bit <laughs> not a whole lot just yeah, a bit um uh, because um and also you got uh, slightly screwed um with the, me not completely understanding that one rule that the harpies were doing um there uh, it was either suggestion or something um where you shouldn't have been constantly in it it was once you did the action you were out um but it made for a funny moment where Barris Ferragon shot Barris twice in the face. Um so um yeah, yeah, I I don't know how uh uh I know Jonathan, me and you um went back and forth a little bit on messenger having some fun with some ideas I had for the church of rock and roll. So I don't know how you're feeling heading into this extra life.
3: Um head empty cuz I don't remember anything cuz it's been too long. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should
2: probably. Maybe
4: we should just start the 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 campaign over.
2: (laughs) Over. Want to create new
4: characters,
0: guys? (laughs) It was it was was all a dream, and now we're back. Um, This is
1: this is the problem when you become adults and you can play D D once every three months. If you don't take notes and reread them or re listen to the podcast. You have no idea what's going on.
4: Hey, I re-listen to the podcast every every other week
3: and I still won't remember. <laughs> I know
4: I I know I know what happened and what's about to happen, but I don't know my character's name apparently.
3: Yeah, I did listen to the most recent episode. I still don't <laughs> don't remember anything. And I was listening to that episode and I was like, "Wait, who is that?"
5: <laughs> All I know is we're going to walk away Scot free, oh
2: god! Into
5: the sunset, onto the next yeah. adventure. Yeah, so Dan, Dan will talk- die first, is what I'm no, hearing. No, Dan yeah. and I were talking about this off
4: the chat. You know, we have our own side chat that no one else has. But just uh, uh, Dan, uh, Mark does not have the balls to kill us. That's oh. right. <laughs> that's that's what we came. That's what yeah. we came <laughs> to an agreement. Okay, no so, so Dan there's, and
1: Ant's characters are first, is what I'm hearing.
4: Yeah, I mean, it'll be a fun little. Uh, <laughs> Little exhibition of the, the, us not dying. It's
1: the
5: this best, whole campaign. The, the best thing about our, the best thing about our campaign is, we all have like a plus twenty to plot armor, so <laughs> it's it's like impossible to hit us, really. But
4: a uh, negative twenty to plot stealth.
5: To plot stealth, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. Yes, we we are not stealthy boys.
1: No, I think ah. uh, yeah, I think we're all terrible
5: at stealth. I, I, I do. I think what Mark has done is pretty impressive when you think about it. You know, creating your own little world is not something that, yeah, you know, it's not easy. It's um, not just anybody can really do it and do it well. So, I, I am very impressed that Mark has. He finds the time to create all this stuff, and and I always, I'm sure I speak for everybody. I enjoy the, the little, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I, I can't think. It's it's I'm drawing a blank. But, you know, like Stranger Things is in there. References? The references. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Yeah, all the little references, you, the wrestlers. The, and Campaign One had the 80s references. Uh, pretty young thing. Batman. Yeah, no, Green Lantern, the Batman. The Batman was yeah, the in Batman. Batman was in there. Yeah. So it, it, Mark likes to. Uh, he he basically takes one thing that we all love and makes it a part of his world, just for our entertainment. And you know, not every DM does that. A lot of them are, are sticklers. I mean, Anthony rules with an iron fist when he's the DM. <laughs> he he shows <laughs> zero mercy. He would kill <laughs> us before Mark would kill us. Hundred <laughs> um, percent. Yeah. <laughs> so I fear Anthony is a DM. because uh, I know he'll give us no quarter.
1: Um, uh he he did give us a break one time. I believe I believe Santa Claus. Yeah. Santa help
5: oh yeah. Us out a that, was, <laughs> bit one that was that was for time. That was for time restriction. <laughs> that was time restriction that has nothing to do.
4: Yeah. Uh I, Santa was not supposed to to help you guys out. Um uh, <laughs> but also Santa like would have killed the the bad guy, like four rounds, but I started fudging rolls cause I wanted you guys to get the, the final kill.
5: <laughs> yeah.
0: And that's the, uh, that's the fun of being the DM sometimes is, you know, n- not wanting something to happen that, you know, wouldn't not change the story, but would sort of take the fun out of it. You know, like, um, like Ant holding off an NPC, killing a big final boss. You know, I wouldn't want that to happen to any... I would want one of you, you know, five to kill the boss, you know, and something like that. Um, so you can you can always fudge that stuff a little bit. Um, but I've never done it anything major. I think the most I did it was when John would have died in the first episode of Stranger Damies. Um, where he got uh, one of the goblins with the arrow that shot him. Um, rolled the rolled the nat twenty, and I just took it as a regular hit because that hit would have killed a player in your first ever D and D session. <laughs> um, I mean,
1: he, he he wouldn't have had to quit later then.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, he eventually <laughs> left. But at the time, I'm like, I'm like, fuck, can't have one of them die in the first session. Um, but yeah, that's the most I ever ever fudged it. But I think going back to Dan's point. Uh, I think the the thing I did, I, you know, and this isn't isn't patting myself on the back or anything, but the what I do is let you guys tell the story for the most part. Like if you mention something, like the Batman was completely Dan just brought it out of the blue, um, just in some conversation, he said, "Yeah, back where I'm from, the... Uh, there's a Batman or something like that. (laughs) And so I just integrated that into the story or I knew how much he liked the green lanterns um, or or like comic books and stuff. So I had a group that were actual green lanterns um, in it that fun, you know, I knew uh, the, the longest thing that Ant wrote in his backstory was about the most beautiful half elf in the world. So I found a way to integrate her more into the plot and Jen took so much time three pages worth to write about her hometown um, for zakara so I made that a major plot point in it so I think I'd let you guys it, more than you probably know sort of have those major points happen because I don't want to take away from the work that you guys do and creating your characters and you know the little quips and things um, because it's a, it's a collaborative um, storytelling. Um, I have things that are kind of rigid. Um, like currently, like I said, for the seven pages I wrote for Extra Life, there's like three branching paths, um, depending on things that happen um, in there. And I am fully ready to throw out one and a half pages of things if, if something does not happen. You know, and that's the one thing you got to be as a DM is just not be so, especially when you're doing episodic or multiple session. One shot, you can be like Ant and just, nope, this is the, you know, no, I'm hitting this. If your character dies, it dies. You know, it's all one shot. You know, we're not going, but, um, yeah, there's not, there's not plot armor um, on you guys. You can very much, very much die, but um, I don't want it to be for something stupid. Like, I would like it to be a big battle, like if you're battling a boss or somebody you've been looking to kill, You know, and they take one of your guys out. I would rather that happen than you die to some troll in the middle of a forest or something. Um, And I don't know if that's the right way to DM or not, but I feel like that's the most fun um, way to play it. Um, uh, And I'm glad that you guys, as as Dan probably was speaking for most of you, um, enjoyed the, the, the stuff and the references that I've put in it. Um, I've had a lot of fun with things in this campaign just being stupid and just bringing little in-jokes from our friendship um, into it. I think the the worst one was trying to hide that Big Johnson's full name was Queefo My Johnson um, without saying it um, until the stinger when you read his name in the letter um, at that point. Um, that was probably the hardest reference I've had to hold back. Um, but yeah, campaign two has been great. It's why I want to continue doing it. Um, and I feel like not having the restriction of an episode out that I need to do, um, will make it more free flow and fun in that I don't have to feel like I'm rushing you guys, um, to get to something so that I can have an out, um, to cut off for the episode. Um, uh, well, fortunately, we'll have to do that for, you know, Extra Life here, but um just because those episodes will be going up. So you'll hear the, uh, for those of you out there, you'll hear the Extra Life sessions in episode form. Um, but once they're done, they're done. Um, so I hope we get to a solid point that I've written where we can, you know, that arc is done. And um, you guys will start off on a new arc um, when we pick up again. Um, so... Yeah. Yeah, just final questions that, uh, that I had. Um, yeah, just uh, real fast um, for Jenny. Um, how is that NPC coming?
2: It is coming along so great. I am in love with her. Um, she's yeah. in the coloring phase right now, which is even more fun than drawing. I, I'm going to tell you, I have never put so much detail into a character <laughs> before. Not even Zakara. Yeah, her character design. So I can't wait to show you and everybody. And um, I'll ask you live on podcast. Um, I was invited to do another campaign with other people, and I would like to play as her, as my character. That's how much I love her. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, cool.
0: Thanks. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and you can name her whatever you want because you don't even know her name yet. I do not. So, so in your campaign, you can name her anything you want. Awesome. Um, Yeah. So. At, and that character, for instance, I have written down three different ways that you would meet her um, in there, depending so on happening. what happens.
2: It definitely has to happen. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, that's why I had you draw her. It's, yeah, it's oh, I would hope so. description I put into a character. <laughs> you know.
2: Sorry, Jen, we're never yeah. going to meet her. Scrap it. Yeah.
0: There's one other character I'll have you draw later, but not as much, but I don't want to spoil it because telling you who it is will spoil it, like giving you the description. But... Um, Yeah, and the, um, yeah, so, uh, my final question, um, and then we can have our final thoughts around the table as we always do here on Talking with Strangers. Um, uh, Tom, I know, um, you have a big life event coming up soon, um, Mm -hmm. at some point with this, um, have you, um, thought about, um, where you would like to leave Iggy, um, you know, before going away, or, you know, do you have... Well, you don't have to give me details now, but do you have a preference um, for, like, what are your thoughts on that? Not to put you on the spot with that, but... Um,
1: I mean, I would like to at least get more information on his journey, like, where his journey's taking him. I mean, if you haven't listened, I'm looking... He's looking for his home, so... If we could get to a point where we at least know where it is or know what we have to do to to go find it, I would like to at least get to that point. Um, I mean, I, I could always go on tour as a professional professional grappler. There's, there's yeah. always that.
4: There's no paternity leave, though, for the
1: Federation, though. No. Well, Should I mean... They- <laughs> Should he unionize. He's, he's not gonna be on paternity leave, so it's fine.
4: <laughs> Should have unionized when you had the <laughs> chance. <laughs> yeah,
0: so um, yeah, so final thoughts. Um if any if there's anything you guys thought of during this time, the, just about the podcast in general, D and D, campaign two, campaign one. Um this will probably be the final talking to strangers or talking with strangers um at least you know as of the foreseeable future so if we want to go around and i will call out who (laughs) just so we don't have those awkward pauses um i'll start with the uh tutor together um whichever order you want to go in uh jen and dan
2: i'll go first um so i guess i could start i should start by thanking you mark because you you know, came up with this idea for all of us. You suggested it and, you know, we, we ran with it. And uh, as you said before, I appreciate you taking um, all of my crazy ideas and backstory and, you know, all those wild details I gave you and knowing what to keep. And you kept so much of it, which is amazing and really nice of you. Um, and you turned our all of our characters into these awesome, you know, figures in your story. And it was just, it was a lot of fun. I never thought that I would like D&D as much as I do. So I wanted to say thank you for that and to everyone as well for, you know, coming together and playing together when we could and making it work when we were virtual. I think it's just been a really great experience for me. Um, I guess I would say, you know, obviously we're going to play in person and continue our story, but, Um, I was wondering if maybe we could keep the possibility open to kind of update people who do want to follow campaign two, um, either doing a talking with strangers every once in a while, just to talk about what's going on in the story or something like that, or, or even just doing like, you know, one shots or something just to, to jump back into it live in some aspect. I think that would be cool. That's my only question, I guess, for you. Yeah.
0: And yeah, so. Yeah, essentially, we could do that. That that's completely up to you guys, um, in terms of, of, of getting together and doing a one of these to update everyone, on story and just uh, discuss things. Um, yeah, yeah. This, like I said, it's more so the, in in my head, the the editing part. I didn't have the time nor the skill to do it as well as it needed to be done, um, and instead, it just. Uh, straight um you know uh copy there's there's a better word for it that you uh that you call court reporters um you know sort of um it basically just that of the session you know no real bells and whistles outside of you know tom's great battle music um or you know the opening theme um, which i am excited to get that on vinyl Um, by the way, uh, from Dan, um, Tom's, uh, brother, um, So, um, yeah, I just wanted to do, I tried to do it early on. If you notice with the, the wind blowing and the thunderstorm sound effect and all that, but just with, you know, as, as Tom said, we were, you know, adults, with full-time jobs and all this, and you can see why the D and D campaigns that are online are the ones that are successful. It's because it becomes their full-time job. Essentially, um, to be able to do all this and make it, um, better. I still have no idea even saying that, um, how, uh, Griffin McElroy did, uh, Adventure Zone while also working full time at Polygon, um, and doing all the music for the episodes like through GarageBand and, you know, even doing a Vocaloid song and, you know, that, that'll always impress me in anything D&D and, um... You know, uh, I think I think I ha- I think we'll have more fun or at least me uh, not having the pressure of worrying about that end of it. Um, and I know I, it's kind of sad to hear for 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 some people and stuff like that. But I think I think you'll see it better reflected, meaning the players um, as we play. But um,
5: yeah, Dan, I don't know if you have anything to add. Uh, no questions really. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun and I mean, we're still going to play. So we're not losing out on anything. Uh, Obviously it's, uh, it's the listeners that, that, that lose out. But listen, you know, we, we got, we got other stuff to do. We have other podcasts as well. So we're gonna, we're all gonna be like focusing on some other things. So we're not being lost entirely. Uh, you know, Game of All Podcasts, they call this a movie. You guys stream. So it's, you know, everyone has their hands in a lot of pies. So it's difficult to, to constantly be doing that stuff, and I get it. So, you know, it's, it was fun while it lasted, but we're all going to play anyway. We're going to get together and hang out and play and have salty snacks and pizza <laughs> and just, you know... Joke, joke around with each other; it'll be great, and that's all that matters. That's what that's what the game's all about, anyway. Just getting together, hanging out, and playing playing a game. Yeah,
0: and uh, yeah, I'll go to uh, Jonathan next. Um, if you want to add in, if you have any final thoughts or anything um, before we we close out here.
3: Yeah, I don't have too much to say other than. Um, I do potentially like the idea of um, recording the one shots that we do in the future.
0: Yeah, I think that's absolutely on the table, um, you know, because we could record those and then take the time to maybe do some nice special editing and stuff with that, just because it wouldn't be something that we had to do, um, you know, uh, like people expect it every two weeks or so, you know, every week or something. So I am, I'm open to even, you know, if, if we got a great idea for a one shot and don't have time to get in person and just do, you know, the Twitch stream of it again, like we were doing for a one shot, you know, just for, just for one time. Yeah, I think it's more the episode by episode thing is what what I'm really bringing to a close here. Um, so, uh, yeah, so for the final two, I don't know if Ant or Tom you guys have anything or if you want
1: to
3: who wants to start um good i
1: was just gonna say i just want to thank you for putting this all together i mean nobody really understands how much work it is to 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 write a D &D campaign and put it all together and come up with characters of your own it's uh it's a lot of work and we all appreciate it
4: thank you i mean i mean you could just fly by the seat of your pants mark you don't have to do all the writing that you do to be honest with you i mean i've done it and i don't prepare for shit um yeah you guys are acting all maudlin like we're not going to be playing like in three days come on guys uh yeah the podcast just became too much of a bear to uh handle so hopefully we've got plenty of other places if you're listening to this we have plenty other places to check us out so do that give us a five-star review Go on your podcatcher of choice. Oh, man, I'm falling into those old habits. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, the Game Vault, Pod, Twitch, all our podcasts. Um, I posted Tom's home address on Twitter earlier. Just find that. You can just get him there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and, and like I said, you're not going to miss anything because Mark doesn't have the balls to kill our characters. So... Okay. <laughs> be on the lookout like,
1: for for uh headstones of
0: ants
1: Dan's <laughs> uh, characters yeah. exactly.
0: and the uh session is up your roll initiative uh bad guy goes first meteor storm
5: <laughs> <laughs> and and also i think there, there's nothing saying you know somewhere down the line if we want to do it again we you know we always do it again if yeah. if we decide that oh you know we have a little bit more time now or we just miss doing it why you know why yeah, not? Yeah, it's a free country. Yeah, we can. Do that's what they say.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Seeming yeah. a little bit less and less every day. That's right. Yeah. yeah.
5: Yeah. First, it's our D and D. Then, who knows what else? Yeah,
4: yeah. yeah, well, yeah they're <laughs> <that's> the <laughs> <real laughs> the we're, we're being canceled, guys. <laughs> that's <laughs> the real. That's the real reason why we're stopping this podcast. Let's go on that note.
0: We're being canceled. And my There's, final thought is um. I'd like to uh, read from my notes app apology. Um,
4: <laughs> no, um. Episode eleven. Go back and listen to it. Dan says something <laughs> that got
5: us canceled. Yeah, so, and it, it's all it would be fault. me. It would one hundred percent would be you. Yeah, it, it should, outside of the bit, it one hundred percent would be something that I said. I still can't <laughs> believe we have like uh, TC Tam has been okay. I'm I'm on my best behavior. That's true.
0: Yeah, yeah. The uh, so yeah. My final thoughts is um, I probably said this on multiple um, talking uh, with strangers and you know things in the past. I I will forever um, appreciate you guys uh, taking the leap with me um, when I first offered this up. You could have very easily just said no, nah, fuck that. That's for nerds, and this this podcast would have never happened um and we probably it's like the sliding doors effect this podcast doesn't happen maybe we don't become as good of friends with jonathan and you know all, all that good stuff when you think about it um that this podcast and playing D has um you know uh taken shape and i i think I'll, I'll say thank you to you guys just for the the kind words i do Uh, as Ann said, put in probably more work than I need to. I'm not following the, um, you know, Matt Mercer, uh, Brandon Lee Mulligan thing of you, you prepare over a week, you prepare the number of hours the session's going to be. So theoretically my prep should be like two to four hours over a week or two um, in our case. And I probably do a lot more just because I enjoy writing. Um, I enjoy coming up with the, the quick things and erasing things and changing things. But I, I do it all for the fun and just for the moments of when I have an aha moment. Um, and I can pick the two of them out that were my favorite. Um, where, uh, Jen's going to hate this was when I kidnapped astronaut, um, in season one, because I knew exactly the reaction and I got the exact reaction I wanted from that. Um, <laughs> she you know, I killed you though. Yeah. That gasp might be my favorite <laughs> singular moment. That was the
2: Sound of my heart breaking, Mark.
0: <laughs> in our podcast. Um, yeah, slow it down. You see, this is exactly when her heart breaks. <laughs> um, that extra life was great as well because the way we set up the cameras, we didn't realize, and I forget who came in and opened up the fridge um, or the freeze, <laughs> and the camera just collapsed um, down. Um, yeah, so a lot of a lot of that stuff I'll remember forever, and. Um, You know, in campaign two, I just, I wanted to, in the first one, I just wanted, I always had the idea of you guys doing the typical, um, uh, RPG thing of, you know, going from the small town, like small people that don't really have much of a thing, just trying to get by and make money, taking this job of, you know, guiding this, this, uh, supply truck. there to ending up fighting basically the Lord of the Abyss um, at the end (laughs) and defeating him and keeping Lucifer from coming back from the dead. Um, So that was my whole goal with that first campaign, and we did it pretty spectacularly. Um, I did have a whole Tiamat arc that completely got mixed, Um, uh, but the whole thing was going to end up being you guys fighting a level 20 plus, you know, like, um, you know, CR rating 20 plus character something at the end. Um, and that happened. And in this one, I want to do a little more political intrigue, um, which is why it was great when Ant came up with his backstory. And I knew that, you know, uh, we had a nice, nice flow to it that I could, could play off of and, you know, do some things and you're just getting into the thick of that. Um, so. I'm glad um, that we'll uh, be continuing that because I'm having a lot of fun with the uh, the end of the arc writing that I was doing. And um, if you're missing us and the 20 plus episodes, that'll be, um, I'll say 20 question mark, um, because I don't know how many episodes will be coming out of Extra Life. Um, you can always go back and listen to the 139 episodes we did of, uh campaign one um and have that story from beginning to end and that will always live on the internet unless if I cancel Podbean if it'll delete everything but I have to figure out if that'll happen. Um so yeah. Uh, give me one second. Uh, I had to cough. Um so yeah thank you guys again. Um We'll do real quick here before I, I lose my voice anymore. I don't have anything to take a drink with here. Um, but um, we're going to do an Extra Life, um, our 24-hour gaming marathon for the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia coming up tomorrow when this episode airs. Um, we're starting at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with Stranger Damies um, session. I We've blocked out three to five hours of time for it. Um, not so much that I think there'll be that much playtime, but there might be like a... 10 to 20 minute break, you know, or, you know, breaks over, over the length of that to get something to drink, go to the bathroom, things like that. Um, and then for the rest of the time, we'll be playing through games. Um, we have some fun ones picked out. We're already over $500. So thank you for everyone has already donated. Um, but, uh, we'll have a wheel and a Plinko machine and a whole bunch of fun stuff on Saturday. If you're holding off your donations till then, so uh, be sure we'll be on twitch.tv slash GameVaultPod um, and you can uh, donate by going to tinyurl.com uh, slash MarkHatesArt and you uh, can donate anytime between now and December 31st. Um, but if you want to make us do stuff or possibly win some prizes, um, you can um, uh, donate uh, tomorrow, Saturday, November 13th. So um, thank you for joining me. Thank you, Steph joining us earlier Um, and in our campaign thank you to our friend John um, who was there for the first couple episodes uh, but he is a part of Stranger Day history so um, thank you so much and um, is it Wednesday yet?